Hello and welcome to the Moons Over My Podcast. I'm Michael Maxwell. I'm Derek Murray. And I'm Matt Avila. So profesh, guys. So profesh. The show where we talk about current events after subjecting ourselves to caloric torture at America's Diner. All right. At least it's not IHOP. I mean, you guys may feel fine. I don't want to tell you how you look. <laughs> yeah, we we would we still would have had to move from IHOP eventually if since they changed the name. Get it right, because it's not International House of Podcasts. <laughs> that would have been really awkward. Yeah. Actually, I don't know why none of us are doing that story. <laughs> eh, it's for a different time. It is. It really is. When they change it. Back. When they change it back. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're talking some current events, and uh, Derek, I think you have the most important story. Breaking news. Um, extra, 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 read all extra. about it. Read all Everyone's going to be like, read news? <laughs> what? what? Are you going to tell me? Um, so, last night, uh, I caught wind of uh, an essay written by Chloe Dykstra, who is the ex-girlfriend of Chris Hardwick. Uh, she's all, She was also an actress. And, um, can we take a, just one second before you get serious with this? The fact that there was a couple, his last name was Dykstra and Hardwick. That sounds like, those sound like porn names. <laughs> yeah. They do. It does. It, it absolutely does. Guys, I was not on Pornhub. That was after I read this. Hardwick yeah. does Dykstra. Even weirder, but, uh, wait, when what? Hard, did you say Hardwick does Dykstra? Yeah. That's pretty close. We'll yeah. get to um, that. <laughs> we're getting there, Mike. Let me get oh, into sorry. the essay first. Sorry, you can't get there if uh, I rush you. I get it. Yeah, no, I can't. Um, God, this is already bad. Um, no, so uh, I was reading this essay, and it was from a source that I didn't recognize, um, but this essay details uh, a relationship that is, uh, I mean, it basically makes Christian Grey look like a preschooler like it is some of the stuff that goes down in this relationship and it, there's i would encourage you to actually go and read it in her own words because there are a lot of things that that she kind of unpacks uh in the kind of mental and uh emotional abuse that she suffered in this relationship um some of it uh in, involves you know anorexia attempted suicide uh sexual assault uh, just horrible verbal abuse about appearance there's there were like rules that she had to follow that included like not being able to speak in public, uh, not having any male friends, um, just just a ton of things. Uh, I mean, the only thing that I guess didn't happen is he didn't actually hit her, which I don't know how he had that much restraint with the long list of things that uh, occurred. So in this essay, she doesn't actually name him in this essay, um, but she gives enough detail to where you're like, who the fuck else could that be? Like, there's yeah. no if, one else. It's like... If you're uh, at least any bit involved or in tune with podcasting and stand-up comedy yeah. and nerd, nerd culture, culture yeah. you'll know exactly who she's talking yeah. about. It, it basically feels like she took his Wikipedia bio, like yeah, the intro, yeah. and then just pasted it into the essay, but took out his name. And it's like, just, at that, just fucking name him yeah. at that point. Like, nobody's gonna... Like you were saying, like... Uh, hmm, famous podcaster. Is it Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah. No one's going to make that leap. <laughs> um, so right out of the gate, like you read it. Once she does that, you're like, oh, this is about Chris Hardwick like, for sure. So I was reading this essay and I couldn't corroborate anything because I was able, I was like trying to Google her name. I was trying to Google Chris Hardwick, see if any new news came up. And this was last night. And that's when the Pornhub came up. And that's when Hardwick does Dykstra 
Uh, Derek rolled up, up his sleeves. He's like, well, like, well, I better well, get to the real right, work now. Let's whew, take one for the team, I guess. Um, so I, I went to bed and then Matt, uh, wakes me up. Uh, well, with no, like a like gentle, <laughs> with a gentle tap on the shoulder. Shh, Derek. I don't know why he's Derek. in the story. <laughs> Wake up. I have some news. <laughs> that's just some bad phrasing on your part. It is. I went it to is. bed but and that's then exactly Matt how woke me up. Uh, but no, so I, I wake up to a box from Matt, and he's like, hey, did you hear about this whole thing? And then sure enough, I go back to Google, and now it's everywhere. Um, so the essay is on multiple sites. Uh, Hardwick is on multiple on multiple sites, and they've, they've accused him. Anybody that really works for Nerdist has been kind of called out in, in ways, yep. some of which they shouldn't, um, which is a whole different story altogether. Uh, but some some people we know were were accused yeah. of things that well, they like, absolutely did not. Just because you work for a company that's owned by somebody does not make you right. guilty by association. It's not like this stuff was happening at Nerdist HQ. You know right. what I mean? Right. And that's one of the things that she says is that when he, you know, when he's in front of the camera and he's around these people, he's he's a prince. Like he's you know the nicest guy. And then when you get him in private, he's he's a nightmare. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I, we kind of did some research and Nerdist has gone out of their way to kind of make sure everybody knows that he's not involved with Nerdist anymore. And that uh, he hasn't been. And he hasn't for been. a couple of years. Uh, but they kind of released a statement to just kind of reiterate the fact that like, you know, Legendary bought the rights to Nerdbot yeah. off of him. He only had the contract for two more years and he stepped away. Um, so now we're And just I think even, uh, in those two years, he really wasn't hands-on with anything anymore. No, it was no. just one of those things where he was like the quote-unquote CEO, right? And I don't know how often you visited the Nerdist website, but at the bottom there would be a byline where it was like, "Nerdist is a multi-headed beast created by comedian Chris Hardwick," you know, yeah. and that's been removed, I think, now. Yeah, and uh, I haven't checked, but uh, I would assume that it just says Nerdist copyright legendary, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not. It is. Uh, it is a little bit heartbreaking because I like he he seemed like such a nice guy. Yeah. And it's and I don't know what's happening in the world, but all these people that I look up to and admire turn out to be like complete douchebags behind them, like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Chris Hardwick. Now it's only a matter of time before I find out one of you two is a serial rapist. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Well, I got to get famous sh- first. That's. I got to be able to wield some power around before we should have a chat. Uh, before we can start. You know, no, definitely. And like, uh, you know, my brother sent it to me, sent me the story, and it was one of those things where my brother knows, like, when I started doing stand up, like the Nerdist podcast was the first thing I got into because he had comedians on to talk about stand up, and it was a great way to get insight that you can only really get if you're doing stand-up or if you're even allowed to hang out with any of the comedians after. So I followed Chris Hardwick really close. I mean, I've gone and seen him live hundreds of times. I saw him him live at Oddball. And and it it was one of those things where I read it and it was like, to me, the sad thing is like, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, that sucks. Not really that surprised though. Because it was one of those things where we've seen so many stories uh, in regards to situations like this, where now it's not even, it's not the acts that are surprising anymore, like the things that he did to her. It's the 
guy behind them. Yeah. You know, but then that surprise only lasts a few seconds now. Yeah. Because right. now we're just like, well, all right, that's another one. So. Yeah. And then you. Because uh, was it just Morgan Freeman recently, right? Yeah. I don't Morgan think... Freeman recently, but they, I think because th- that's like a whole thing where it, there was video evidence that did not at all like show that he was being crude. Yeah. Um, and that kind of got disproven, and I think that got swept under the rug because the woman who had accused them, what she showed was just, like, standard video interview, or interview video, mm-hmm. and people were, like, already claiming, like, she was just trying to get something out of it. I mean, it's a whole thing where, like, if anything else did happen, there wasn't enough well, evidence but to, to, to credit your point, though, uh-huh. because of how often this happens, I just heard the initial thing, and then I was like, all right, move yeah, on. Yeah, I right. never followed up on it to learn that, you know? Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. it's one of those things where, like, um, you know, I spend a lot of time online in my downtime, so I have opportunities to follow up on these kinds of things. But, uh, yeah, it, it was just one of the, like, where I read it. And what's weird is, like, listening to the Nerdist podcast, Chloe would be on from time to time. And obviously if microphones are in front of you, even if there's a yeah. camera, you're going to act like everything's okay. Right. So you right. think like, Oh, like they, you know, they must be fine and no problems. And then Hardwick has had his ex-girlfriends on his podcast to kind of talk about their previous, you know, uh, experiences with one another because he has a known history of being an alcoholic and right. being clean and sober for, I think like 17 years now or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's I think one it was of like those, in 2003. Yeah, so it's one clean. of those things where, like, he has been pretty open about his shitty behavior in the past. But, you know, I think it's one of those things where maybe the alcohol wasn't causing it and yeah. it was just amplifying it. And, you know, you could be clean and sober for quite a while and still be capable of things. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, you know, like you were saying with the surprise, like, yeah, part of me was like, oh, fuck, not Chris, too. But then you start to think about it and you're like, well, actually, like, is it really that surprising? Because uh-huh. it's like you are. You know, he is kind of the the face of the nerd culture, and there's yeah. not there's not really anybody that kind of matches him when it comes to where he's at in his career. What? I know. Jonah Ray. Whoa, whoa, easy tiger. Let's not let's not start putting the coattail king on the pedestal. All Sorry. right, let's, let's roll it back <laughs> a little bit. Myra, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but no, so as like, as this is stated by the Matt Myra of the Jack of All Nerds crew. So. Uh, yeah, but Jonah Ray is like the turtle of the <laughs> Chris Hardwick entourage. So it's like the pet they just carry around. Oh man, <laughs> he's never gonna listen to this. I don't care. No, true. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no. So, uh, but if you do, I said nothing. <laughs> This right. is I stand Matt Alvila. This is Matt Alvila. I said nothing. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah. Will... If you're listening, I mean, stop ruining Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Just doubling down on that, huh? Well, look, I don't blame him entirely because Joel Hodgson, the original creator, yes. is still involved and writes and directs on it. So, Joel, stop ruining your own creation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So, and a lot, what you find with a lot of these, uh, a lot of these big names that kind of come out are. Yeah, most of them are unchallenged. Most of them are, you know, kind of the best of the best as far as their actual careers. Like, forget who they are as people in their actual careers. They do kind of rise to this level of power where it's like you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't you be an asshole? Like, no one's going to tell you not to be because 
Who the fuck's gonna tell you anything? You're and, you're at like the top of your fucking game. And like, it's also one of those things where most people in power you have heard it said about them, but like they had to like step on people to get up there. You yeah. can't get to the top without stepping on a few toes and stepping right. on a few people and putting them beneath you to yeah. to get to that position. So it's one of those things where you and I talked about this earlier in the day when we were kind of first discussing it. Where, like, yeah, he has all the complexes and all the megalomaniac attitudes or megalomaniac tendencies that right. these other guys have had. And that's why you get to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? We should have kind of seen this all along. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, as of the posting of these articles, mm-hmm. um, it's before before all this broke, it was announced like he was, he's hosting the, the Hall the H, the oh, Doctor the Who Hall H panel for uh-huh. Comic-Con. He's got the wall on NBC, which is a game show he hosts that's been renewed for another season. He does the the Talking Dead. The Talking Dead. None yeah. of those organizations have said anything on this matter thus far, though right. it is pretty recent. So I'm guessing by Monday, if there's a decision I, to be I had, think, I think through the weekend, if there's if there's anything that they're because I mean these are these are massive conglomerates, so they're gonna they're gonna do a little bit of due diligence yeah. and try to try to do some and, investigation. You know, but. it's it's one of those things where. Obviously, there weren't any charges brought up, and he hasn't been convicted of anything. It's it's allegations mostly, I think, because it's not anything that has yet been proven. Right. But at the same time, it is one of those things where it's like, because I've, I've been like following this kind of closely today, and I have seen people comment like, oh, how can we really trust her? Like, she just wants something from her. It's like, I feel like if you're in a relationship with someone for so long, you're not going to just like do it to to get to ruin this guy's career you're doing yeah. it as sort of like it's probably part of therapy who knows like, yeah it's like catharsis catharsis yeah. yeah and there's there's nothing about it to me that really feels like she is trying to get i mean i look i i can't speak for anybody yes like, and I, I you know if somebody's going to come out and and really go into and i've read the whole thing and if you're going to if you're going to come out swinging like that i've said even if even if fifty percent of that stuff is mm-hmm. true, and it doesn't matter which fifty percent is, fuck Chris Hardwick. Like, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those. It's it's so violent emotionally and mentally that it's like, nah, dude. Like, although you done fucked up, Aaron. Because she doesn't mention him by name, he could use the defense. It's true. Yeah. They'd be like, that could be anybody. Want a comedian, podcaster who rose to fame. That she's she's talking about Joe Rogan, obviously. Who rose to fame and now is the host of UFC, right? Right. That's what she host said. Like, shows, yeah. Fuck out of here. Well, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan would be like, "Well, I was, I wasn't doing DMT at the time, so <laughs> I wasn't on on it. I wasn't. Uh, on, I, I didn't have any alpha brains before. I, I, I don't have my out. kettlebells. Yeah. I'm not doing. I'm not doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I wasn't doing those floating tank yeah. deprivation tanks. <laughs> um, oh, fairness yeah. to her, I told her it was Fear Factor, baby. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's another thing too. Was where like she doesn't outright name him. So, I mean. Yeah. Does he really have to own up to anything? I would think yes. I mean, it, it's, it's I, so obvious. Well, that yeah, it is, it's though, so that obvious it's, that it's him. And it's, I would think yeah. yes because it's a it's an obligation that he has. I think to his fans. Um, uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. after absolutely. after the fact, however many of there are left. Um, yeah. But it, it is one of those things where it is like you know that type of behavior. There's no excuse for it, and so you do like all day today. I was like, man, you know. It's like, gotta unsubscribe from all this stuff. And it's not that, like, oh, I lost a hero. It's just, like, 
I just can't be like following, yeah. you know, because he there were people who worked for Nerdist that quit, even though he had nothing to do with it. But it is a company that he started, right? You know, which yeah. um, I think they they kind of sought more moral obligations moral through obligations, that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, but sure. I I would assume that on Monday, you know, we have a statement by him. Yeah, I think I think through the weekend is when you're after the weekend. You're I mean, I'm start sure the fallout he and his team are working hard on. Yeah, how do we want to approach this? Yeah. You know, yeah. well, and the, yeah. like you said, the big the big companies that are backing him at the moment, there's there's going to be an investigation into it for sure because they want to make sure that it is something legitimate, and that's it is a hard thing to substantiate because it sounds like all this stuff happened in the privacy of their own home. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's a hard thing to prove, but. Um, right now, they're at least they're erring on the side of the person making the claim. Uh uh-huh. yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have to give they have to give validity to that because anytime somebody comes up with these allegations, like there's there's no way you can just kind of sit idly by and not make any kind of statement. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you might not have to come out swinging right away, uh, kind of the way Nerdist did, but they're in a position where. Yeah, he hasn't been a part of it for a while. Yeah. So regardless yeah. of what investigation we do, we can just instantly be like, "Yeah, but he's not here." So they kind of probably had... like two two pages they had just removed something on. Or yeah. Like... yeah, right. They probably had like the easiest. They're like, "Well, I mean, let's just tell people he hasn't worked here in over two years, and yeah. that's it." The other thing that I kind of have been thinking about because. You know, he owned the the theater at Meltdown Comics, mm-hmm. and I mean, there are a lot of comics now presently working that owe this guy a lot. Yeah. And like, you know, what's like? Obviously, they don't have to say anything on behalf of him because it's not their responsibility. But also at the same time, like as a comedian, if you're like working, because I've heard of comics who like he saw perform live and then was like. Hey, call my manager, call right. my agent, and then they get managers and agents that way. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, where do you disassociate yourself completely and say like, well, that was a business thing, yeah. like that wasn't anything. And it, the other thing too that I think kind of might, coming from the standpoint of like, it might help him long term because I don't think. I don't think he's done in, you know, the industry. I think there's probably a way for him to come back because it sounds like one isolated incident. That's the thing is like, well, man, it's, for now. like yeah. you said, if you can, if he can get some good, solid people to, to go to bat for him, uh-huh. like, like your, your Louis CKs, your, <laughs> your Bill Cosby, uh, your TJ Millers, TJ Millers. Yeah. yeah. God. The, oh my God. Yeah. There's a crazy <laughs> TJ Miller interview with him. Uh, Heart on the Nerdist podcast, like yeah. just before the end of last year, before the TJ Miller shit broke, yeah. and they were both just kind of talking of like, yeah, we both love our wife so much, and blah blah. blah and both of them have spotty pasts, yeah. But but well, yeah, the thing well, is, abusers though, they tend they, to they, link up. They they well, well, I'm just saying in the relationship aspect of it, they tend to believe they do love that person. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's that's where the problem is. Yeah, and, absolutely, and in that regard because when you know you're in some sort and chloe mentions this like when you're in an abusive relationship you kind of don't see it as abuse at first until you're out of it and you can reflect on it right you just kind of see it as like well this person loves me and they want to take care of me and they don't want me to kind of get 
too too crazy you know they, they, yeah. they think it's and coming she, from the best and, intentions and, and she actually kind of owns up to a, a lot of those things uh-huh. it's actually it's actually pretty detailed when you have those questions of like well why didn't you just leave and it was yeah. so terrible and like she she kind of takes those questions head on to where people who really want to try to victim blame like you're going to be hard pressed to do that and she i think she does a really good job in kind of explaining like you don't understand like this is a person that like yeah sure like i i cared about and when he transformed into this monster sure he'd be a monster 90 percent of the time yeah but there'd be this 10 percent where it was like oh he's he's great he's yes, doing it like exactly. if i can just get the reverse and find a way to get that 10% to be a hundred percent, then it'll all be worth it. And so there's a lot of that, but that's, yeah. that's what, that's why it's considered abuse. Like you were yes. literally breaking down someone mentally, mentally and, emotionally and emotionally so that they rely on, on, on exactly, the few yeah. good sides that you show them so that you can get away with all of the other uh-huh. horrible things that you subject and, them to. And she even states in, the uh article in the essay that at first i believe like when they first started seeing each other he was also trying to get another girl's number yeah to date her at the same time which is like yeah, that's right which you know i think if you're with your friends and you mention that they're gonna be like well that's a red flag like you should yeah. definitely not be with that person yeah. but from what it sounds like it was you know and i've read other articles about or not articles but people have kind of done like tweet threads about being in abusive relationships is like one of the signs of like an abuser is they are romantic right away. Yeah. Like they are head over heels for you and want to do these grand gestures of romance to lure you in essentially. Right. So I'm sure there was something where she saw that he was getting another girl's number, but maybe he like went out of his way to prove how much he yeah. liked her. And she yeah. was like, Oh, okay. Maybe it's nothing. And like, yeah, for you sure. know, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think like, weirdly i think that he'll still be allowed to do stuff yeah i think it's just going to be one of those things where maybe nbc universal and all them are like okay just like go away for eight months to a year and then then we'll bring you back you know don't worry uh, because didn't sterling k brown didn't he get run out for a minute was, I thought... Was he the one who had the issue on Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, like he... Was that him? Yeah, it was, no. it was him. No, I swear, it was him. Because I remember thinking when he showed up in Black Panther, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that guy's still working. But he had been like, in This Is Us before that. But he's been like having this resurgence where everybody just kind of forgot that he was like... Was he the one on Grey's Anatomy who no, was like shouting was, the... That was Isaiah Washington. Okay, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was like, We're, there's I, no I way that, that was I thought it was him because he disappeared Racist. For a while. He thinks yeah, they all yeah, look I the do. same. I mean, all black they do look, they do look a little bit alike. But okay. Yeah, but you're racist. No, that's fine. That's totally fair. <laughs> I, but I thought he would, because he kind of disappeared for a little while and then he's had this kind of resurgence where now he's literally in everything. You know what? I have a simple solution. Give all of Hardwick's jobs to Terrence Howard. <laughs> We're still waiting on that Terrence Howard <laughs> renaissance. <laughs> And this is a perfect time. Oh, Nerdist Maine. Back on the talking dead, Maine. <laughs> Come on, Maine. The man is like a dog, Maine. I tell you what, though. Just this, like, constantly coming out. Like, yeah. people that you, that you sort of, like, look up to or admire. Uh, it It is. It's getting old. And I just sometimes I just want to go stick my head in, like, a tailpipe <laughs> or something. <laughs> Where you just can't hear, yeah, or see. You're any isolated. Of it yeah. You're just isolated. <laughs> Tell us more, Mike. 
Well, because uh, apparently another hero of mine. <laughs> <laughs> one. What would you call her a hero? Uh, one. <laughs> well, would she dance if I asked her to dance? Uh, one. I, I think she probably would. <laughs> I think so. One uh, Caitlin Strom uh, was at a Winstock Country Music Festival. Uh, in which, the town, the which, town of Winstead. Which right out of the gate should give you a red flag for what's about to go down. And, um, yeah, she got her head stuck in a tailpipe, guys. Yeah. Now, when I first read the, the, the title of the article, I was like, how the fuck does anyone fit their head in a fucking tailpipe? Yeah. And then I saw the picture of this tailpipe and it's like massive. It's, it's giant. It's gotta be one of those noisemakers. Yeah. Um, but it has to be like custom and like. Yeah. It's it's yeah. so apparently she was drunk, like, like you do, like you do, yeah, and saw it. We've all been there and, before, and told her friends like, "I bet I could fit my head in there." Yeah, and everybody else was like, "That sounds like a great idea." Apparently, and so she did. Now, uh, the reason that she's a hero is because she did succeed <laughs> in getting her head in that tailpipe. No, she absolutely did. Where she failed, yeah, was getting her head back out of that tailpipe. Yeah. Um, cause you know, metal expects, uh, contracts and expands. No, is that? Well, I think you have to warm it up. Head did. So what they should have done to get her out is should have started, started the start car. The car. Yeah. <laughs> then this would be a Darwin award. Well, and I, I mean, if you're going to do anything like that, I feel like you should lubricate appropriately beforehand, which I don't think she did. No, no. I, well, I, she I lubricated her inebriation. Yes. Well yes. enough. But this, this and what's funny is at first when I when, when you first sent this over we were going to talk about it I was like there's no way this is real this article is completely fake uh, this is all fucking made up this is from the Onion like there's no way and then I just started thinking about like all the dumb shit people do at festivals anyway uh, any of them it doesn't matter what they are Look, and I was just like I mean oh, yeah, this is actually pretty tune, this tune isn't in, that weird tune into any episode of Tosh.0 and you'll yeah. <laughs> that's legitimate. Yeah. Tosh.0, you spend enough time online, like, going down a fail video compilation. Oh, yeah. You'll have, you know, material for days. Yeah. So it's one of those. And also, you think back to all the dumb shit you've done with your friends I, when no, you're absolutely. drunk. absolutely. For sure. Or when for you're sure. just now, bored. I've never thought my head could fit in a tailpipe. <laughs> well, no. Look, no, no, I've no. done some stupid yeah. shit. But, but have you yeah. ever seen a tailpipe big enough? <laughs> no. That's another thing. Huh? <laughs> When I was younger, I did put my head in one of those, you know, at like Home Depot and some stores, they have the the rotating little pinwheel type thing that you oh, walk through. Yeah. It's like the walk-through gate, but it rotates. Yeah. I got my head stuck in there as a kid. You know, I'm not I'm not too proud to <laughs> not reveal that. I've, I, you know what? I've never been that type of person that like, even even when I'm very inebriated, I've never been that type of person that's like... I think I can get my head stuck somewhere. That that idea no, has just not. never crossed my mind. Well, I don't think mind. she thought she could get it stuck. I just, she just yeah. thought it would fit in there, right? But, yeah. But for me, even in my most inebriated state, the possibility of getting stuck is enough for me to be here's, like. Here's when, the thing, nope, though, Derek. Here's the nope. thing. She's a girl, so she's probably like, I've had a lot of things stuck inside me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Typically, if Derek's drunk, if he's like, I bet I could fit in there. Yes. It's a different, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different story altogether. Yeah. But what can fit inside myself? You know, that's what she was going for. That was how she was doing it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so how did they get her out, Mike? They had to cut the tailpipe off. Yeah. They had, the firefighters had to come in, bring in the jaws of life, and cut that thing open. Yep. 
Which and is insane because that means your head was stu- it was in there for what forty five forty five minutes. 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 Yeah. I so yeah. I have some. And glass. if you look at the picture, it's not it's not her full head. It's like half of her head is stuck in there. So I think her mouth and her nose. Because I, I was going to ask, I was thinking about it, and I was like, "But how did she? Uh, like, you would die you, yeah. if your whole head was stuck." Because just in there. Like, reading there that, no I breathing. got like a little claustrophobic. Yeah. Because I was like, "There's no fucking way she should be alive still if she yeah. got her whole yeah. head." But yeah, I, I think yeah, it, if you at look at the picture, it does. It looks like, like, it comes like maybe up to her nose. Yeah. But she okay. was able. So if anything, maybe it was just pressed against the wall, but she could breathe she like through her mouth. Yeah. 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 But still, that would be terrifying, you know. But I guess if you're drunk, you're just laughing about it. Yeah, I don't that's know. true. And she seemed pretty fucking proud. She after seemed they got her super out. proud. Yeah. The best when I was reading the article, she like said, you know, I didn't expect the video to go viral or something. But with that, I didn't expect so many negative comments. I'm like, what the fuck do you do? You think people are gonna be like, hell yeah, that's time. Yeah. You're my hero. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I will for her. I will say that she was drunk and. Yeah. I've known a lot of drunks in my time. They do stupid shit. Yeah. Oh when yeah. They're, when they're lit, um, if, if this has been a sober person, who be like, "Hey, I bet I could fit my head in there." Then yeah. be like, "Okay, you deserve like, okay, that. Yeah, yeah, you deserve everything sure, yeah. that happens to you." Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. And then what? She only got. I mean, people were like, and she was only fined for underage drinking. It's like, yeah, what crime is that committing? Sticking your head in a tailpipe, like yeah. Well, if and the, she had the guy from the festival, didn't she? The guy could probably, yeah. The I guy could did, have, yeah. uh, the owner of the car could have probably pressed charges. That's right. But and she he said didn't. he was actually really cool about everything, and he was probably his, drunk. He was already drunk. His his tailpipe's already fixed, and he he was. He was she didn't have there's to a, pay anything. There's a picture that he took with her after the fact, yeah, of her holding the piece of the tailpipe, <laughs> and, and he's like, see how big it is, and yeah, and he's all smiles. Jesus. So, do you think he was just like, "Hey, look, I understand. I've been there before. I tried to fit my head in a bunch of tail." To be honest, he's probably just counting his days till she's eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm gonna plant the seed now, and hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll pay she off. She owes me for that tail yeah. pipe. <laughs> I, I see the awful pickup lines yeah. now. <laughs> well, you fit in my tail pipe. Let me see if I can fit yours. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Uh, surprisingly, that gentleman who owned the truck from a city called Darwin. Yeah. How yeah. about that? Couldn't make this up if you tried. Nope. But why would you? Really? We've tried to yeah. write creative stuff. Yeah, no. This <laughs> None is, of us uh, will ever be this good. Yeah, nothing's ever as good as real life. No. <laughs> well, because, look, you reach a point when you, even when you write farcical comedy and you're like, how stupid. <laughs> Will people believe yeah. a human being, a human can, being be. can be? Yes. And it's things like this that, that prove that maybe Chris Hemsworth's character in the latest Ghostbusters is possible. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you, that's a realistic I, you goal. Read, you read stuff like this and you're like, oh no, people aren't stupid enough in anything that you can write. <laughs> Yeah. They, were, they were a little too easy on the Zach yeah. Galifianakis character in The Hangover. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, though. If you're in that situation, you're you're drunk. I would never be, but keep going. You're drunk. You see a tailpipe, and you're like, I can fit my head in there, and then you get it stuck. Do you start screaming for help, mm-hmm. or do you tell everyone to just walk away, and then you just kill yourself? Uh, <laughs> That's a good option. That's a really good option. Even though just knowing, commit seppuku. Even though knowing full well that they've already... Up, uploaded it to you oh, to YouTube yeah. at that point. Well, I would, I would probably just bellow out like, "Did you upload it yet?" <laughs> yeah. No. Was, All right, because I'm gonna kill myself now. 
I have. I I think I would probably freak the fuck out. Uh, because I like when a cat gets into a box. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think I would lose my shit. Uh, because I am not comfortable with that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm not claustrophobic when there's like enough space to like move yeah. around. But the minute things get to a point where it's like, like I remember. Uh, I had somebody tell me a story when they went, uh, they went like cave diving and they went into like all these cliffs and they told nope. a story. Yeah. See shit like that. Like I'm fine as long as there's like, you know, a clear enough space for like, there's no possibility of getting stuck. But he was telling me the story where they had to lay on their backs. They had to turn their head to the oh, side. Oh yeah. And they no. basically had to crawl with their fingers. And if, if you breathe out too far, you could get stuck. And I was like, mm. absolutely fucking not. I don't care how beautiful that cave is. Yeah. There is no fucking way I'm even attempting that. No. If there's even a chance that I will get stuck, I am not yeah. doing it. Underwater caves, stuff like that, yeah. where I could get lost here. and possibly suffocate while lost in a cave. Get the fuck out of here. No, uh, absolutely no. not. When I went to Joshua Tree earlier this year for my uh, vision quest, um, <laughs> that we ducked into a little like rock cliff formation thing, and there was no like water or anything under it. But they were like, oh, let's kind of get out of the, like, sight so people don't see us, what, see what we're doing. And I was like, alright, I'm gonna, like, go as far in as I need to, to where, like, if my foot slips, I'll just fall. <laughs> like, not to where I can get stuck in anything. Yeah. And, like, yeah, sure enough, I was like, you could s- still see me, still see whatever I was doing. And they're like, why don't you come in closer? I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to 127 hours myself yeah, no. anywhere. <laughs> no, I Which mean, I can't I wait for the sequel shit. now is 45 minutes. <laughs> Shortest Oscar award winner of all time. Yeah, yeah, so I I would I would absolutely lose it and start screaming for help. Like they yeah. the firefighters would show up and be like you need to get the sand out of your vagina I think because in, I think in that instance I wouldn't scream for help but I would just be like uh-oh <laughs> like <laughs> just out loud comically. Guys, guys. Yeah, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I and honestly, like I've never because I'm not a guy who drinks. Like I don't have those experiences of making those kinds of poor decisions yeah. while inebriated, just while sober. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever made yeah. any. the The biggest dumb thing that I can remember doing was when I was a wee lad, and we were playing this game where we would run at one person and they would grab you by the arm and throw you over onto the bed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! And I got my arm yanked out of the socket. Oh. oh. Learned my lesson early. Yeah. No yeah. tailpipes for me. No, thank you. Yeah, no. I'm I'm one of those uh, I'm one of those drunks that like once I cross that point, I just want to go to bed. So I don't I don't get into too much trouble. Now that's not to say I haven't done some really dumb things, which I have, but none of them involve me getting stuck somewhere. Like, yeah. I'm at, oh, I was ahead. just gonna say at my point now in my life, if I get too drunk, I just get I'm I'm like turning into the emotional guy, like. I'm so glad we're friends, you know. So, Touching faces. So people shit. get stuck talking to me, but and then they go stick their head in a tailpipe. And then when people walk by, like, "Oh, Matt was talking to me again. He's drunk, huh?" Yeah, yeah. that's all right. I, I already called the fire. Yeah. You're good. It happens all the time. Totally. So I'm gonna. I'm giving a warning. I'm gonna say something now that's probably gonna gonna make you sad in your heart. Uh oh. Um, but she died later that day. No. no. Okay. It does have to do with something dying, though. Uh, so, I I was gonna say that I I get it. You know, you see a nice, good sized muffler, and you're like, I gotta get in there, um, because look, they're they're tunnels. 
Fun for exploration, right? Are when, they? I, when I worked at uh, Penske Honda, we had a car brought in that was stalling out, and um, it wasn't. It had actually crawled way, way further up into the air filtration system, uh, but through the tailpipe was a dead cat. That and is it had gotten. It basically it had gotten gross. to a point where it just was stuck in like the curve of a pipe, and it couldn't go any further, and it. And when you saw how small this pipe was, you're like, there ain't no fucking way. That cat got itself in there. But it did, and then it couldn't get out and died. That's that's awful. But cats do that shit. Yeah. Cats can get into places that, cats like... are idiots, just like they people, are. drunk people they, at drunk country, people Western country Western festivals. Western festivals. Uh, yeah. Isn't there something like when it starts to get, I guess in like more colder climate cities, like when it starts to get cold, cats will sleep in the undercarriage of cars, is, and you have to, I think to, like, this is the situation there that the... it it, uh, it was it was during winter, oh, and I think okay. this would happen because we yeah. also yeah. had one brought yeah. in where a cat got caught. It was sleeping in the yeah. thing, and yeah. the when the when motor turned on up, and yeah. the belt yeah. caught the cat. And yep. Did, oh. did some nasty yep. stuff because it's well because it's super warm in there. Yeah. And so they they what go do you have to, you have to like knock on your car right to check. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. I mean, good call. People yeah. are just finding this out now. Like, oh, that would be a good idea. Check for cats. At my house, the lizards like to, because oh, where yeah. I park, they like to chill, like, right by the car or near the tires. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm having, like, the dumbest dialogue with them as I'm on. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm starting the car up. And, like, I try to, like, I try to start and sit. So, like, maybe they'll hear the hum. And then I'll slowly start to back out. And, sure, I'm still seeing them, like, dart out after I'm already past. Like, I, bitch, I could have ran you over. Fucking lizards. It happens. Am I right? Lizard yeah. brains. Yeah. Lizards and tailpipes, bro. Sounds like a country music festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I gotta mean... send some emails. <laughs> Smooth transition, right? Solid. Well, I thought you were gonna use the music portion of it uh, to try. Yeah, no, that could have been, that that been good. The music. Go ahead and emails. start over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're just gonna we're gonna back that up. Yeah. No. We're this, gonna do the whole story. This, I will say this. This is probably one of the best cases of the X I think I have ever heard in my life. So this weirdly kind of falls in line with both of the stories that have been told already. Um. Uh. So this is from Canada. Uh, McGill University music student Eric Ab- Abramovitz. Uh, who is one of the top clarinetists in Canada? You know, high high regard. Um, he bet he gets all kinds of ass. getting all kinds of pussy. You know, <laughs> uh, he applied for a scholarship to the Colburn Conservatory of Music in Los Angeles in 2013. Um, and when you apply for that, and if you get it, you get a full scholarship, including tuition, room, and board as well as money for meals and other expenses, and this all is worth roughly $50,000. Wow. So he applied for this. He's one of the top clarinetists in Canada, so obviously and he's, he's, he's talented won, enough. He's won, like, numerous awards. Numerous awards, this. yeah. And this is one of those things where, like, when you apply, it's, like, you and one other person. Yeah. And it's basically, like, a, we just want to make sure you're as you're, good as everybody exactly, says. yeah. And then you're pretty much in. So what like, you're saying is this guy really knows how to blow his instrument. He really <laughs> knows how to blow. So, obviously, he's very talented and he believes in himself enough yeah. to apply for this. Because I feel like it's one of those things where you, like, have to really believe that you're good enough yeah. to do it. And mm-hmm. it's one of those and, things where if you get it, you're 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 the super, like, you will be put on a prestigious symphony yes. like you're basically set for life 
and uh, as a musician. In all right, well, stop drilling. You've already struck gold. Did he get it? Well, I'm telling this in a different version because the the twist in this is so sadistic. Oh, it's and so good. It's, it's so got, it's got a shalomalan. Yeah, it does so have a shalomalan. If he did get ex- when he applied, and if he did get accepted, he would be studying under Yehuda Gilad, who's considered the best clarinet player on the planet. Yep. Who you know he must be the Michael Jordan of clarinet players or the LeBron James. Um, and so, uh, yeah, to be accepted also is pretty much guaranteeing for life Yeah, that you're going to be set as a clarinet player. Um, so then in 2014, after passing the screening process, he flew out to LA for a live audition in front of that guy, yep. Gilad, Gilad, and a committee of the faculty members there at the conservatory. And then a month later, he got an email from the Colburn Conservatory of Music in Los Angeles, uh, Telling him that he had been chosen. However, Shyamalan! Mike Abramovitz did not get this email. Because <laughs> his girlfriend at the time, Jennifer Lee, a fellow McGill music student, and Abramovitz's girlfriend, which I had mentioned, uh, she had access to his emails and his computer. See, there's, there's your first mistake. Yeah, yep. Saw yep. this and deleted the email. Yeah. So a life-changing event for this guy yeah. was s- taken away because his girlfriend was worried that he would move to L.A. and they wouldn't be together anymore. Yeah. And we found out he also got accepted to Juilliard. Yes. Uh, so, so he got... That's he later... Got, yeah, yeah, that's later so, in the story, but he was also accepted to Juilliard yeah. through, for music. Yeah. But... Since she again had access to his emails and his passwords Same, twice, 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 he was denied. So, so you think he just fell into a fit of depression and killed himself? Is that how the story ends? <laughs> well, I know that what is you, not how the story. Okay. You also may be thinking, well, if he never got that email, don't you think after a certain amount of time he would follow up? Yeah, to yeah, ask like, what happened. What's up, bro? Jennifer Lee. She's not. She's not so dumb. Jennifer Lee. It's the weirdest she, episode of Snapped, by the way. Just she creates a fake email for Jesus the uh, Yehuda Galad gentleman and sends her boyfriend an email from that email account saying that he has not been accepted to the okay, Colbert. All right, but well, hold up, though. This is where this guy's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> because. Get, get, oh, get I think I see what you're. O nine at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. No, no, it would be something dot edu. Be, yes, yes. Not yeah. gmail If anything, it might just be his first his first name initial, last name, maybe a number. Yeah. At colburnmusic.edu. Yeah. Something like that. Just, it would it would be he more fell official. for the Nigerian scam with his <laughs> yeah. girlfriend. But also, here's here's another thing, and this is something that I've talked to people, my friends, about. Uh, when this happens is so that happened in uh 2014 yeah right he applied in 2013 that happened in 2014 uh they started dating in september of 2013 and within a month she was staying at his apartment no yeah. he was staying at her apartment almost, almost full-time full time. yeah and so then he gave her access to his emails and passwords so that's also you know mike abramovitz might be the best clarinet player in the world but not good with the ladies. <laughs> no, no, little, little, uh, little jumpy there. Don't so a little uh, too far and too much head first. I feel like. So he lost the two-year scholarship. Yep. Uh, in in this regard, um, it's he ended up going 
Oh, so in in the email she crafted to him, she said that he could study at the USC uh uh at USC to study with him for with a scholarship of five thousand dollars a year. Um, and annual tuition at USC is fifty one thousand dollars. So she knew that he couldn't afford it, but uh, he did do a two-year certificate program at USC, not on a scholarship, where he got to study part-time with Gilad. Yeah. So he did get to study with this guy, but not as in-depth as he would have with the full uh, scholarship that he applied for. And so then uh, he figured this out a couple months later because Gilad straight up asked him after one of their study sessions, why did you reject my offer? And then Abramovitz, confused, said, why did you reject me? But they didn't figure it out right away. And then Drax shows up. So, and he's, <laughs> Who did you reject? Who did you reject? <laughs> and uh, so he didn't, uh, they didn't figure it out right away. But over time, um, because they kept thinking about it, Mike Abramovitz put the two together as why they both were confused about not being accepted to for each other yeah. and why he ultimately had to do this scholarship program. So then uh, what he did was... Oh, uh, Abramovitz forwarded the fake email to Galad over, over time, and Galad is like, I've never seen this before in my life. I don't know who that's from, yeah. but it's not from me. So then Abramovitz... Uh, Said, okay, so I knew something was up. So then he went and did some investigating, uh, looked into trying to gain access to a fake email account. So not only did she have his email and password, he had hers. So obviously over time, in 2015, a whole two years after his application, he figured out that she was the one. And I should point out, they are not together at this point. No. They, yeah, I know. It's so weird that they broke up so shortly after. The best part is that they... Her love was forever. The best part is that it Clearly. says in the article, like, they broke up for other reasons. For other and reasons. Like, yeah, I wonder what that could have been. Um, so he guessed a password, was able to sign in, and her personal email was listed as a recovery email. Her personal phone number was listed as the recovery phone number in case she couldn't log back into that account. Um, well, so the, when you were able to log in with her password, I think that seals the deal, right? Yeah, there. yeah. You that's pretty. You know, anyway, what's the recovery oh, email? So the so the Juilliard Jeff. thing, the Juilliard thing. He so Abramovitz also said she did a similar thing involving fake emails with his successful application to Juilliard School in New York, which caused him to decline it. So she had gotten into his. From what I'm reading, it seems like she got into his and was like, I decline your offer. Um, That's so crazy. So he's That's suing. So bad shit crazy. He's suing that you would for $300,000 in general damages, including loss of reputation, loss of educational Which, uh, opportunity. Well, and I guess she probably doesn't have, guys. And loss of, uh, well, we'll get to that. And loss of two years of income uh, potential. So the Ontario Superior, not Ontario, California, Ontario, Canada, Superior Court judge ruled in his favor and added $50,000 against Miss Lee for her despicable interference in Mr. Abramovich. There, that's in really quotes. Like, quotes. Yeah, so yeah, that's right, yeah. He said that. Yeah, <laughs> he said that to her. And it was her in Ontario because she's a resident there. So anyway, uh, there's this whole thing about he, and really he lost a huge opportunity. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's been able to yeah. bounce back. A couple of huge opportunities. Yeah. yeah. 
He's been able to bounce back. Like I think he played with the Memphis National. Yeah, Symphony and then he got and, and then he got moved to another one. But he got moved even, to another one, so he's Galad been able to. Said, like we will literally never know like what he well, could have been. I mean, oh, when you're he, that good with the clarinet. So he earned a position with the Nashville Symphony Orchestra, um, and then last March he was appointed associate principal clarinet of the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Okay. So he's still been able to flourish in his musical career but obviously the connections he could have made with glad yeah probably would have taken him farther yeah and sooner yeah um but jennifer lee has not responded to the statement of claims against her she never filed a notice of intent to defend or a statement of defense and uh she could not be reached for comment as of this article um and the although we don't really know because it could have been a fake email <laughs> you know what maybe they sent it to her new boyfriend and she got in and she just might have, deleted it she might have written this article we don't the, know well now i heard she's banging a saxophone player so the judge also said this um this award expresses the court's revulsion <laughs> at what miss lee has done the the judge hates this girl. No, he does. <laughs> As well he should. That's yeah. some fucked up. No, that, that is, is super fucked up. That is, it. it is a, a, an episode of Snap. It, yeah. It it is, nobody dies, but that's some that Snap shit. That is like shit. a new, I mean, Bloomhouse. What are you doing? Write a <laughs> horror movie about this. You'll make it for $5 million and make $50 million, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And then give some to Mike Abramovitz. But see, this <laughs> or is, let him compose the music, is, at least. This is the second story where I'm just like, why have we not written this movie? Yeah. Like, well, we because we did the, the Great Fajita Heist. To be, to, which... be, to be honest, the clarinetist just doesn't have the same ring as the pianist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's, but it is one of the crazy... This should be the story of Unfriended 2, <laughs> false emails. Not the Cards Against Humanity sequel. <laughs> The, um, but it, it's one of those crazy stories where, like, you know, weirdly, going back to the first story with Chloe Dykstra, it is like a manipulative, abusive yeah. person who's gotten a hold of someone. And, you know, not, uh, I'm sure maybe she did like this guy and she was scared, like, well, I really like this guy. I don't want him to leave me. But that's how Kathy Bates <laughs> felt in exactly, misery. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, it is, it is honestly, like, that is some psycho shit. That like, is it very is, psycho. It is one of those things that is like, dude, you, you have only been together for a month, and you're, you are literally going to alter the course yeah. of this kid's life. No, it sounds like she is one sledgehammer away from, like, hobbling his hands. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because absolutely. Uh, imagine, like, imagine if he had found out sooner that it was like, oh, shit, no, I did get accepted. You, yeah. There is a sledgehammer waiting to destroy oh. your hands so you can't take that well, scholarship. The scene, in, the scene in my head is him sitting at the computer. He sees the email and he's like, oh my god, this is great. I can't wait to tell everyone. And unbeknownst to him, walking behind him is her with the sledgehammer <laughs> and she just cracks him in the back of the skull. <laughs> then, but then she has a bigger problem. She has to get rid of a... I, getting rid of a few emails is easier than getting rid of a body. Well, she I, doesn't want to kill him. She just wants to keep him in that apartment, in that apartment. Yeah. forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. So that she can love him. Yeah. I wonder what, the, love. what the, the last... What was the reason they broke up? Like, what could she have done that he was like, you know what? This is over. <laughs> How did she let him go? Did you think I wouldn't find out? What is this? Is this about your? Yeah, she's your like sweating bullets. She's like, you drank the last of the milk. <laughs> I've been just... telling you for six months. I hate that shit. 
he walked in and he's like, I can't believe you did it. I can't. And she's just like, oh no, he's on to me. Then she reaches into a drawer and tries to pull out a gun. He's like, you bitch. You bitch. You washed my reds and my whites together? No, my shirts are pink. How do you expect me to go to class in pink shirts? Yeah, that I, is, it's, it, when I was reading it, I was like, this is, I'm waiting, I mean, we should pounce on this and write a lifetime. I mean, usually Lifetime doesn't. It's a great Lifetime movie. Yeah. In, the, probably, in the voice of the man. It's probably already coming out on Lifetime like next week, guys. <laughs> Hallmark, guys. Let's do it on the uh, Hallmark. That'll no, be a good Hallmark one. makes a lot of feel-good movies. Where, like, they're trying to close a bookstore, but a <laughs> random stranger rolls that's, into that's town. That's fine. We can, we can spin this yeah. to where they're destined to be together the whole time, and he finds out that he actually loves her more than music in more the than the, the, the Lifetime movie title would be like, Lifetime presents sour note. You know? <laughs> Clara not. Clara not. <laughs> oh, B Jesus. Minor problem. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, it's it's crazy because I that is an article that may, that I read and I think like you know what some of those girls that I was kind of like upset with after we dated weren't really that terrible to me. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I've got so many questions about him, though, with this whole, that email thing where it's like, dude, there's no fucking way you can read that and be like, oh, this must be from him. The way like, that, the way that it comes off, too, is the, ju- if he knew about the Juilliard thing. Yeah, like, I, then... I, it's just weird that he, it's weird that he wouldn't do any follow up any sooner. Yeah. And it's also like, yeah, I get it, like, you're, you know, uh, you're in college, but like, even your fucking parents would be like, wait, they did what? Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that you don't have a mother that's like, you ain't gonna reject my son twice. Like, well, there's no way she'd make a fucking phone call. And I get, I understand that, like, if you, if you look at an email too quickly, you might ignore where the it Gmail. comes from. Yeah, I yeah, it. where it's coming from. Yeah. And then if, and if that's, if that sneaks past you, then you're fucked. Because from that point forward, if, even if he did email back to be like, hey, I just wanted to follow up, he's probably just replying to the email that he got. Yeah, which, that's which true. means he's screwed. But, but that's I, why. Look, the lesson here, guys. Like, know your fucking emails. Yeah. All right. If it's a, if well, it's from a school. Dot edu. All right. Yeah. If somebody from the government is trying to reach out to you, it's dot gov. It's not yeah. going to be. Yeah. Well, the other thing be Donald Trump that, at Gmail or at Yahoo.com. Well, it might be that it, professor also didn't follow up. Like, hey, we sent you the information that you but even if he did oh that's true yeah she was deleting it she was so... deleting it so she probably yeah. got because that was my and... original thing it was like well if he would have gotten he i feel like but see this is where it falls apart because up to the point of him getting the email that was like hey congratulations there had to have been some back and forth that was my question so there would be some official email that he got from the school maybe not from this dude but from the school and that's where i feel like you would want to follow up now given if she was deleting them, then it would just seem like nobody's re- responding. Exactly, yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. But she must there's no have telling. Been... She must have deleted all because I would have so many questions. But uh, uh, even but... if I didn't trust the email, let's say I did trust the email, like I would, I would absolutely want to follow up. But that's as, my like, other thing is like, if he knew about the Juilliard thing and that she obviously you would think, oh, it's one, it's one time that she did it. So, wait, but did he? Did I don't he know think about he that? knew about that. It makes it seem like he knew. In I the don't article. think so. I don't think he knew. I think he she said did it twice. after after finding out about the 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 conservatory. 
He's like, oh yeah, well, she did it once before with a Juilliard application. Uh... So to me, it makes it seem like he was aware of the Juilliard one and just kind of let that go because it was like a one. You know, and obviously if you're in the in the throes of a romance and you're in a relationship and you ask someone why did they do something and they're like crying and they say because I love you and I don't want to be without you. And then maybe you think like, okay, well, I mean, no. you know. No, <laughs> no. No, because if, so if, if that's, you, if no, that's the, the, the way this reads, makes it sound like he figured it out after. Oh, yeah. It goes into, like, it happens in the article, it happens after he figured out it was her, and then it says, Abramovitz also said she did a similar thing involving fake emails with his successful application to Ju- Juilliard School in New York, causing him to decline it. So, and then it says that right after that paragraph, after he learned of the deception, he's, yeah. so he didn't find, yeah, he didn't, okay. like, he didn't know about it. But and, again, but you, but you again, also don't think that that, that if, he did know about the Juilliard thing beforehand. You don't think that that would be a possibility if, like, you're the girl you're seeing or the person you're seeing is there in front of you crying about how she can't be without you and doesn't want you to go. You would be like, well, all right, you did this messed up thing, but I no. guess I can let it slide because no. I do no love you. Way. No, all there's right. no fucking way. And look, I, I have, I have been in the, in the, the puppy love throes of just, you know, diving into. Mike tells it. me. I d- <laughs> uh, but I don't, if somebody was trying to alter my life like that, mm. that soon into a really, like, I don't care how head over heels I am. For me, I feel like logic is going to click in and be like, you're a terrible person. Oh, yeah. Um, and even well, if she's, I, I, I would try to be like, no, we need to, cr- like, we'll do the long distance thing. Yeah. Like, I get you try like, it out. I wouldn't you know. just be like, well, or here's one on the chin. Or, you're you good. Know, or come with me. There's lots yeah, of opportunities right. there's, to be there's had. There's a lot of other options. But the, the real. You want to take sand to the beach? What it boils down to, he's the guys, best clarinet player coming to L.A. He's gonna be swimming in pussy. I know, dude. I know, I know. Uh, but the thing is, like, bitches be crazy, and <laughs> and when I when I say that, I don't mean like women as bitches. I mean guy girl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bitches be crazy. There, there are yeah. plenty of instances of guys doing crazy That's, fucked yeah. up don't, shit like this too. Don't like I I've been in a committed relationship for like ten ten years now. Yeah. I don't fucking share emails and shit like that. <laughs> we have separate bank accounts. I don't trust and look, anybody. I, like I'm, I'm all down to share stuff, and like I don't have, I don't have a lock on my phone. Like, and I've, I've never, I, I don't have anything to hide. So, and for me, like I've been with my girlfriend. He's got a second phone. I do. I do. I have three. burner phones. Yeah, all burner phones. Um, but no. So like for me, it's like I, yeah. There's, I'm not hiding anything, and like yeah, she knows, she has access to my passwords, but like. She doesn't have them memorized. It's not like she goes in there all the time. It'll be like a random instance where it's like, hey, like, I, I can't access this right now. Can you check this for me? And then it'll be like, oh, my password's this. Like, she doesn't have like a fucking secret file of like all of my documents. Yeah. But also so that she can start fucking with stuff. But also, when was this? 2013. Well, okay. 2014. Okay. Guys, that's not that long ago. No. Um, regardless of whether someone else has your email or not, Pretty much every cell phone nowadays has your email on it, yeah. which means you would have gotten a notification that you got it before she would have had a chance to go in there yeah, and edit it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely so this right. this just makes this guy even more dumb. I mean, he may be a genius at the clarinet, yeah. but he sucks at life. Or maybe he just doesn't believe in technology because he's so into <laughs> such an old instrument. He like only he has a brick phone. He's got like, the brick still. Yeah, I got a letter from him today. <laughs> 
it's weird. It's our address is the return address. <laughs> it's his name. I, I know last month we did a lot of stories that required follow-up, and one, my story had to follow up oh but yeah this i want to know the follow-up like i want to know if they find jennifer lee <laughs> if they get her on the stand because she has got to be on the i mean i don't want to like dramatize it but she has to be like in hiding or for sure doing but, some sort of gone girl type situation yeah, but, <laughs> she's living in a different city just eating a bunch of cheeto puffs but i definitely like i want them to find her and i yeah. want her to be batshit crazy oh i want her to have, be the best i want her to have like this insane defense and she's like hired a defense lawyer to justify the stuff that she does and she goes into court like i want the whole crazy proceed i want this to go all the way yeah i really do <laughs> really it really needs to be I need to keep up with this. Yeah, I need the law and order drama for this I, oh, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. need it to be hardcore. I'm taking a, the only way that this story would have gotten crazier is if it did end in some sort of murder. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, it's not over it's yet. It's not, not over, over yet. yet. That's right. And Yehuda Gil- Gilad was found murdered. It would be it would be one hell of a story if the twist was he actually kills her, and that's where they can't find her. <laughs> he just owns up to it. He's like. She's been in my backyard for six months. <laughs> when I said broke up. She was glued the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's it's it was a crazy no, story. So and when I read it, I was like, I gotta talk about this. Yeah. No, it's so good. Wild. Oh well, guys. Uh, hey, be be mindful of who you sleep with. I guess. Don't put your head in tailpipes. That too. And uh, don't trust celebrities. Also, don't put your dick in tailpipes. That, go- <laughs> that goes back to the who you sleep with thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all connected. Also, if you're going to try to hint at a celebrity, don't copy the first line from his Wikipedia page. Because <laughs> everyone will guess right away. Just name him. Just yeah, name just name him. him. It's easier. Oh. Anyway, guys, this has been the Moons Over My Podcast. We will talk to you. I, you want to you wanna do like... I don't know, social media? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. No, you were, you were fucking ready to sign off. I was off. right. We're over time. You so were going to go just... fucking change your email password I was. just in case. <laughs> I got emails to change. Uh, I'm Derek Murray. You can find me at DRock Comedy. That's D-R-O-K Comedy. And I'm Matt Avila. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Avila. M-A-T-T-T-A-V-I-L-A. I had to count the T's. <laughs> and I am... I'm Michael Maxwell. You can follow me at galud. <laughs> at, no. at gmail.com. <laughs> at gmail.com. Email me at hotmail. <laughs> at Jack of All Nerds on Instagram and Twitter. This has been the Moons Over My Podcast. We will talk to you after the next meal. 